Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to our new podcast. My name is Kate Sislova and I am here with my new guest. And how shall we describe her? She is a startupist, passionate gold and silver coin collector, Cambridge absolvent, ex-Morgan Stanley, a founder of investment platform Fondi. Eva Hlavsova, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, some people might know the word Fondi only phonetically and instantly imagine a Swiss melted cheese dish. So what is what is Fondi? <laughs> Uh, it's a nice comparison, actually. Um, uh, Fondi is uh, an investment platform uh, that we founded uh, together with my uh, husband, Honza. Uh, once we returned from our corporate careers in London in 2017. And in that time, uh, we kind of could see the huge difference between how people invest in uh, the United Kingdom and actually how they approach money in general and how people do it in the Czech Republic. And this striking difference uh, kind of made us think about uh, this topic in a bit more uh, detail. And we decided to um, offer the Czech uh, people also a, a solution how to easily and uh, transparently and online manage their their money and start investing online. So that's uh, what we are doing. So you aim to bring investing to everyone. So my <laughs> next question is kind of philosophical. Is investing for everybody, even those people that, you know, know don't follow the news and don't know nothing about it? Uh, I must say that when we were in the United Kingdom, everybody was already investing for their retirement because this is the only way how you can really have a reasonable uh, saving pot uh, when you need to go, uh, when you when you basically retire. So it's uh, a matter of your investment horizon and it's obviously a matter of your risk appetite because some people naturally inclined to uh, be risk takers, some people naturally inclined to be um, more conservative. So it obviously depends on uh, individual preference of everybody but in the long uh, in the in the long investment horizon if you really want to have some uh, some finance some money uh, in the long term this is uh, pretty much the only way to go and so what do people need in order to start investing with Fondi Mm -hmm. So we uh, are an online platform, uh, so everything is done online. Uh, we basically uh, bring a product that uh, wants to. Ch we we wanted to challenge the the existing players in the financial industry in the Czech Republic, especially banks and advisors, uh, because these are the two uh, groups that dominate the market these days. And we want to offer people an alternative, uh, which would be uh, very easy to understand. Uh, we speak a language that everybody can understand. Uh, we don't use like um, very specific uh, investment jargon. <laughs> or, or uh, thank you for that. <laughs> we, we don't kind of want to uh, build any barriers in that sense. Uh, we want to be accessible, which means that we operate fully online. You don't need to go to any bank branch. Uh, you don't need to meet anybody if you don't want to. And uh, we have a fair product, which means that uh, it has low fees, low annual fees. It's only 0.9% of your investment per annum. 
and uh, there are no exit fees and no entrance fees, which is quite typical, for example, for mutual funds. Uh, and uh, this is all done in a very simple and understandable way online. So if you want to start investing, you just go to our website, you get registered, uh, you go through an investment questionnaire that will actually help you find out if you are more a risk taker or a more conservative person and what is the right type of portfolio. And this is uh, something that I would like to elaborate on a bit more in, in more detail. Uh, so basically what we offer are uh, seven different types of portfolios. And they consist of ETFs, uh, which is exchange traded fund. Uh, and these ETFs, they track the performance of shares or bonds, typically in, in our portfolio. So you can have more exposure to, to shares or more exposure to bonds, whatever you prefer based on your questionnaire. Uh, and it's basically a fully diversified product, meaning they are in your portfolio. Even if you invest low amounts, you get exposure to hundreds or thousands of different stocks and bonds in various parts of the world. It can be American stocks, can be um, European stocks, it can be uh, European uh, state bonds uh, and other types of asset classes as well. Uh, so thanks to this diversification, you basically benefit from uh, the development of global markets. And because the global markets historically have always grown, even though they have been some periods of uh, uh, decrease in prices and increase in prices, they have always recovered and continue to grow. So if you really invest in the long term, if you invest regular, regularly uh, and you invest in uh, diversified products such as our portfolio and a product that is reasonably cheap in terms of uh, fees, uh, you uh, really can't make a mistake. You use the word uh, risk appetite. I like that. Uh, uh, I like that a lot. And there are uh, seven stages of these uh, risk appetizers, uh, risk takers, investor archetypes, uh, from very brave, risky investor to cautious and very conservative ones. And I, by the way, listeners, I do encourage you uh, to go and see uh, how the investors are depicted, because they are from a very a guy in a chic, chic sunglasses and backward hair to a guy wearing cylinder and monocle. Uh, and we, of course, that's a description of the scale from the brave investing into more cautious, conservative one. Uh, where do you ever stand on, on that scale? Uh, well, I'm um, I'm an adventurous investor who is uh, willing to take more risk because I invest for the long term. I invest for my kids when they grow up, uh, and I invest for my retirement. So this means that my investment horizon is very long. And even if there are periods when the prices go down, uh, there is still enough time for the prices to recover and to grow further. So I don't need to be concerned of. Um, some macroeconomic crisis or financial crisis, uh, because this is kind of inherent to uh, the world in which we live in. And it will happen at some point, sooner or later. Nobody knows when, nobody knows how, how deep this, uh, this drop is going to be, but it will happen. Uh, but if you think in the long term, uh, you don't need to be worried. Just don't stress yourself out and don't panic and don't, don't sell your investments uh, 
when uh, the prices are low, uh, and then um, you can you can benefit in the long term. So my investment horizon is long, so I can take more risk. Just needed to be said. Uh, this is no advice. It's just a <laughs> personal opinion. Uh, you know, uh, you started Fondi with your husband Jan. Uh, how did you uh, guys come up with the idea? Uh, so uh, myself and Honza, we used to live in London for uh, we we lived there actually for quite some time. We first studied there, and then we found a job. I I worked for Morgan Stanley, and Honza worked in a smaller investment firms. And even though it was great, we really liked our jobs. We learned a lot, and we met many people who inspired us for uh, for life. Uh, at some point, you kind of start to think is living in london really kind of the long term long term plan you want to have do you really want to have family in london do you really want to be squeezed on the tube every morning and sweat there with other people <laughs> <laughs> and and the answer after uh, after our daughter was born we kind of uh, said to ourselves okay it's time to move on we have learned a lot and we can uh, probably use it elsewhere. Uh, so we returned to the Czech Republic uh, and also because we always had um, a kind of some, I would call it like a business mindset, even though we had corporate careers and even before we were students, we were always thinking about the world in terms of um, which businesses would make sense, uh, what would they do, how can they improve people's lives, uh, what can be profitable, what cannot be profitable. Uh, so when we came back to the Czech Republic, uh, this was something that we kind of wanted to start. Uh, so we went on a holiday to Šumava mountains and we walked there in the forests and the fresh air and we were enjoying our free time. And obviously we had a lot of time to think about <laughs> what businesses would make sense. And we came up with the idea of Fondi, which we really liked. And when we started talking about our idea with our friends, uh, they mostly reacted like, oh, this is fantastic because uh, I still haven't started investing. I have my money on the savings account and I know I should start, but I actually don't know where to start. I, I would need some kind of simple solution. Or other people were saying, um, yeah, I started investing, but actually it turned out to be really expensive. There were some fees that I was not aware of or it kind of surprised me. Uh, I actually don't even know what I'm investing in. So that was something that we wanted to change. And that's why we uh, why we found, founded Fondi. I just want to stop by the and appreciate our the state of our public transport because apparently it can bring back great minds and <laughs> entrepreneurs and start business. Um, my friend told me that a couple of years ago he started to fill the Fondi registration, uh, but he didn't finish. And that you personally uh, called him later, called him later. Is uh, feedback that important to you? Yeah, that's uh, kind of the customer care service and, and the uh, relationship with clients and customers is something that we put a great emphasis on. So uh, we try to contact pretty much everybody who has not finished the registration uh, just to ask, like, how is it going? Do you need any support or do you have questions about our product, our service, something we can explain to uh, get you more comfortable 
Uh, and also we contact our existing clients and ask them, uh, what do you think of our product and our service? Are you happy with it? Is there something you would do differently? Or is there something extra you would like us to add? And um, this is very valuable. We think it's very important to have this kind of dialogue with our clients and potential clients because we don't want to be just a website. Uh, we want people to understand that they are real people who actually take care of them behind the screen. Uh, and in the so far, we have um, received a really valuable feedback from our clients. For example, they asked us if they can uh, trade more frequently. So we changed the trading days and now we trade every day. They asked us if they can uh, deposit and withdraw money in euros. Uh, on top of uh, doing it in the check round. So we said, okay, yeah, that's not a problem. So uh, we added this feature. Uh, also, we have been working on an application that uh, our clients have been asking us for uh, for uh, quite some time. And we are happy to launch it now in April. So this is also coming. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we have really been listening to what people have been saying to us. And uh, it's important. I think it's really important to us. It is, and it pays off apparently because, well, by the way, the, he later finished the registration and invest with Fondy to this day. And uh, on top of that, uh, you already have more than 9,000 clients, which is truly impressive. How did you achieve that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we started Fondy in um, January 2020. This is the time when it opened for public and anybody could uh, register and start investing. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds uh, unbelievable that uh, these days we already have 9000 clients and we are super happy about it. Uh, I think the channels that uh, have worked for us so far are um, basically a recommendation of existing clients uh, who tell about Fondi to their friends and family. Uh, and from time to time, we also do uh, like a referral campaign in which existing clients can get some financial reward for recommending a new client or bringing a new client uh, to Fondi. Uh, this has worked really well. And on top of that, obviously, like uh, typical channels like social media, PR and marketing, we try to stand out a little bit from the crowd uh, in terms of being more creative and uh, coming up with some kind of ideas that uh, are not really uh, kind of on people's day to day list. And by the way, how, how many of them have you called? Because you called, you personally called at the uh, beginning of Fondi, you personally called the clients. So how many of those 9,000 9, people? <laughs> you are not calling them by yourself right now, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, this is this is actually quite an interesting journey as well. Because originally when we started, we were a team of four people. And we obviously had to split the responsibilities. Everything was new. Uh, and we were just kind of building up some internal processes, for example, in terms of customer care and it was me and my colleague who who started it and uh yeah i mean i spent really a couple months or even like half a year being in daily touch with our clients and i must say that i really enjoyed it i i kind of miss it these days because i mean as the team grows and and the company grows as well you need to really focus on your main job uh and you need to delegate so I have grown in this respect as well. And unfortunately, I don't have the time to, to stay in touch with our clients, but I would love to. <laughs> um, I see at that Fondi focus, not just on the investing itself and getting the feedback from 
investing only, but on the broader education. Uh, you run surveys on retirement, retirement money savings, on corona effects, on employment and income. Uh, why do you do that? Uh, I mean, the main purpose is that we uh, first want to understand how people think and uh, how they basically uh, see um, they should deal with money. Uh, so, for example, when we ask them, uh, how are you getting ready for your pension, for your retirement uh, period? Um, do you think you will have a sufficient uh, state pension from, from the government? And two thirds of people said no. No, I don't think it will be sufficient. But when you ask them, okay, so what do you do? <laughs> are you are you saving or are you investing? Or um, do you think that what you are doing is sufficient and you will have enough money? And most of them say, uh, no, actually, it won't, won't be sufficient. You feel like, okay, so there is something that needs to change. <laughs> Because um, if people know that they have to start investing, but they don't invest, then obviously sooner or, or later they will run into uh, into financial problems. So the surveys we use is to first understand the behavior of people in the Czech Republic in the space of uh, finance, money and investments. But at the same time, we want to use it to uh, make the problem more visible. And more specific so people can think about it and can really stop and say like oh wow I mean these guys are telling me it's going to be really bad when I retire so I should probably start thinking about it a bit more ahead <laughs> and it's not just a surveys about retirement it's also surveys about like general uh, approaches uh, to investments and savings like people m most of the Czech people still uh, only save meaning they have money on their um, savings account or in the building saving account. Uh, and recently we started focusing on uh, on women and investments. Uh, we want to understand uh, how many women invest, uh, why they invest, if they don't invest, why they don't invest. And the out outcomes from the survey are really interesting. So I hope you're listening. Uh, uh, listeners and friends uh, living in the moment can have some backfire and has <laughs> some backfire as well. Um, I've recently noticed um, an argument on LinkedIn between you and a marketing uh, team member from uh, Czech Erste. Um, it was about their outdoor commercials um, where they depicted a young lady with the caption, do I look like I understand investing? A little tone death, uh, to say at least. Um, but frankly, there are many of those. Uh, but why did this one caught your uh, attention? Um, I think in uh, the Czech Republic and in the Czech society, there are still unfortunately quite a lot of uh, stereotypes. Uh, and one of them is that women think um, they don't know enough or they are not capable enough uh, and uh, this particular ad kind of caught my attention because it showed the woman in a light that um, it was basically undermining her ability to take care of her money and investment and be um, capable of doing that so I thought like well it's actually uh, putting even more emphasis on this existing stereotypes rather than uh, breaking it so Uh, we wanted to point uh, that uh, women actually uh, should start investing. They can start investing. They have the ability to do that. 
And uh, what we what we actually found in one of the survey was that forty five percent of women who do not invest uh, do not invest because they feel lack of confidence and, and lack of knowledge and lack of capabilities to do that. Uh, even though, for example, the results of our uh, kind of internal analysis of our client data uh, don't agree with that, but this might be something that is uh, already in the society. And if you um, put even more emphasis on that, I don't think this is right. And uh, that um, uh, this campaign motivated you originally to run the Women in Investment uh, survey, or uh, is it just coincidence? We actually started looking at it in January already, mm-hmm. uh, because we uh, run like a regular survey on the difference between men and women, uh, and on top of that, we noticed this ad. Okay. So we thought, like, okay, this actually <laughs> fits into our campaign. So uh, why not use it like a starting point to open the discussion? So let's stay with uh, marketing communication a second longer, uh, because I just witnessed a Fondi, new newest Fondi campaign, uh, latest newspaper from the year 2050. Uh, they are being distribu- distributed by these very futuristic uh, looking people, uh, like with Ready Player One glasses. And they talk, the newspapers talk about subject as beer being poured on the orbit and iPhone uh, 42 review. Um, So what is the story behind the news campaign? (laughs) Yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously we we wanted to entertain people (laughs) so that they don't need to read only gloomy newspapers and news of of these days. But at the same time, we actually wanted to draw their attention to uh, their future. Uh, it may sound uh, that the future is far, but actually it is not that far. And if we want to get ready, uh, we need to start thinking about it today. So if you, for example, read in our newspapers that an average uh, flat um, in uh, Prague suburbs is going to cost 20 million Czech crowns, maybe you start asking yourself, hold on, do I really have enough money or do you think I will have enough money in that time to afford that? Uh, perhaps I should start putting some money aside and not only putting them in a savings account, but to uh, put them in an investment account where they can earn some return. So uh, the message is uh, in the in the content of uh, iPhone 42 review. <laughs> But yeah, uh, we probably won't be able to afford it from just from our saving account. And talking about future, uh, what do you think about Bitcoin and the crypto in general? Uh, yeah, this is an interesting question, actually. Uh, I think that um, crypto and uh, in general, like digital assets have um, been finding their way into uh, a general investment portfolios of people. I mean, it has been drawing their in- attention and, and there is a huge interest in it uh, among general public. Uh, the question is... Uh, who is the right person or who who is the person who should actually or can actually uh, invest in this uh, asset class. It's definitely not for everyone. Uh, And even though people have been or can be attracted by historical returns that are superb, uh, they should also think about this asset class as it can actually lead to me losing money uh, a lot. So 
am I comfortable with this uh, risk? Am I comfortable with this loss if it happens? Uh, so that's the first thing I think people should uh, think about when they consider investing in crypto. It's it's the risk. It's a really a risky asset class, but at the same time, uh, I see in the world that it's uh, finding its way into portfolios of investors uh, and even institutional um, institutional clients like uh, asset managers or investment banks uh, are starting to look at ways how to uh, bring this asset class to their clients. Uh, there have been a new launches of uh, exchange-traded products uh, or exchange-traded funds uh, recently uh, that should bring this asset class to the retail uh, public and the question is how this is going to evolve in the future but um, my feeling is that crypto is going to stay with us it's just about uh, who who is um, who is uh, kind of the person to invest in this asset class you we said previously that uh, investing is for everyone uh, do you think that investing in crypto is for everyone nowadays I, I don't think so Thank you for your honesty. Um, You were working from, you were working in London. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, I just want to ask, were there any possibility to to found Fondi in London? Uh, I must say that when we lived in London, even though we had our corporate career there, uh, we always enjoyed thinking about various business opportunities and uh, we were kind of observing the world around us. And for example, we we bought a flat in a new development uh, in London close to a tube station and there were no restaurants and no cafes around and there was a commercial space to let in one of the one of the buildings and we were going around it every day to the tube to, to work and back and we were thinking like this is the best place to open a cafe or restaurant and start an old business um, we didn't do that because we were not ready career wise to make the switch uh, but somebody else has obviously opened the cafe there and it turned out to be hugely successful because <laughs> it was always full and we were going around it every day to work. We were saying like, okay, this could have been ours. <laughs> so it was some kind of a motivation for us that uh, perhaps we should uh, start thinking about our business ideas more more seriously and then one day we will probably So proof of start. concept for your good eye. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you recently uh, fundraised 25 million uh, um, check rounds. Uh, it was uh, August 21. Uh, what are this money being used for right now? Mm-hmm. So it's the product development. Uh, as I already mentioned, it's the new application and we are preparing a new uh, set of portfolios for our clients that will focus on sustainability and sustainable investments. Uh, we also uh, financed the expansion to Slovakia and expansion of our team because there is more and more to be done. So at the moment we are a team of 11 people Mm -hmm. and the growth has been quite enormous, I must say. And um, how does it go in Slovakia? Yeah, Slovakia is actually going very well. Uh, For us, it was the natural step uh, when we started thinking about uh, expansion to first go to Slovakia because uh, it's not only a neighbor country, I would call it, uh, it's a sibling country. (laughs) Uh, So uh, it was very natural to start in Slovakia and so far it's going very well. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, are you planning on expanding to more countries? 
Yes, this is this is the the plan for the years to come. Uh, we want to focus on the CEE region, and and we want to grow within this region. But obviously, we want to grow in the Czech Republic as well. Um, Eva, you studied the economics at Charles University, and I've been told uh, by my friends and classmates that there is a lot of hardcore math there. <laughs> um, why did you choose this school instead of the you know? Uh, not as mathematically hardcore university of economics. Uh, I must say that I actually chose it because of the mathematics, uh, because I I really like mathematics. Since I was in uh, primary school, I enjoyed some calculations and and everything. But I wasn't feel I, I wasn't feeling uh, I wanted to do like just theoretical pure maths. I I enjoyed doing applied mathematics and solving like real life problems and business problems. So that's why I decided to go to the Charles University, and I also had a recommend that this faculty is really good for my friend who studied there. And it turned out to be true because uh, there are not that many students. Uh, everyone knows everyone. You know the professors. The professors know you. And it's it has such a family feeling that it's, uh, it's just perfect. It's really yeah. great. And you later continue to Cambridge. Does uh, Cambridge has some uh, family feeling as well? Yeah. So so basically, I first went to study at the University of Bath as an Erasmus student. It was during my bachelor degree, and I realized that I actually like the the, the British style of uh, universities and also being on a campus as a student. So that's why I later moved to to Cambridge to do my uh, second master degree there in economics, and it was. A great experience. I mean, uh, living in a college with other students and in a town that is full of students, full of student activities. It was just um, the student spirit was everywhere. It was really nice and, and very inspirational. And after that, you spent six years in Morgan Stanley uh, mm-hmm. in London. You started as a credit risk analyst and worked your way up. Um, and before Fondi, you were vice president of the credit risk in Morgan Stanley. How did that experience influence your later journey with Fondi? Yeah, so I mean, um, Morgan Stanley was a great job. I really liked that, and I think that um, being a lot in... of applied mathematics, <laughs> a lot of applied mathematics, and I think it also fit my personality because. Um, Risk management is uh, you really kind of need to understand the business. You need to be aware of the risks, but at the same time, you need to be commercial enough to to do the business and you need to find ways how to mitigate the risk rather than say, okay, I don't like this. We rather not do it. That's not how it works in, in investment banks. So uh, I think the fit with my personality and also the fact that I, uh, I mean, It was such an experience that I could <laughs> learn various types of financial products. Um, I could uh, work on financial derivatives, on loans, on uh, financing M&A transactions, and even on uh, equity derivatives and financing loan that are sec- loans that are secured by um, by uh, equity portfolio. Uh, it was very diverse, so um, the experience was very broad. And also because you work a lot, you you get to know a lot in quite a short time frame. So uh, I then used all this knowledge and experience when we started Fondi with Honza. 
And I'm the type of person who likes to focus on uh, numbers and analytics and Excel. So I take care of the portfolios and, and the risk profile. That's kind of my main, main area of focus. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's where it all started. <laughs> you said you started uh, a company and run it to this day with your husband, uh, which is, in my opinion, as almost as impressive as your career, uh, because there is not a lot marriage slash business success stories. I don't want to dive into the personal details. Just one question. Uh, are you ever guys like cutting deals across the sectors? Like, <laughs> okay, we'll go to your parents this weekend, but you'll take over HR. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that um, Honza and I, we have quite different personalities and we like different things. And uh, in Fondi, we basically managed to split the agenda into our own worlds <laughs> into our own parts we obviously discuss things together and we have the same strategic vision of uh, where Fondi should go what we should do how we should communicate and, and all this stuff but uh, each of us is doing um, our stuff individually and we don't really do deals like that I think we kind of feel <laughs> the responsibility for our areas <laughs> and that's um, that's it pretty much Uh, what a match. Um, and one more uh, question in the intro. I mentioned your silver and gold coin collection. I believe uh, that, you know, that enthusiasm about your collection led to your first business. Mm -hmm. So what was the story behind that? Yeah, so um, when I was a university student, when I started studying economics at the Charles University, I uh, wanted to start my own business. Uh, initially, it was just a hobby because I really like this gold and silver uh, commemorative coins that uh, the Czech National Bank is issuing. Uh, and... Uh, Because I wanted to buy them, I obviously need to get the money from somewhere. So I thought, okay, if I buy more and I sell <laughs> some of them with profit, I will be able to keep some of them uh, pretty much for free or kind of financed by the profit. So that was the idea behind it initially. And um, it uh, expanded. Uh, I started an e-shop that was actually quite successful because in the time there were not that many e-shops uh, with commemorative coins. And later on, I also became a business partner of the National Bank of Slovakia and the Czech Mint. So the product offering expanded as well. And uh, yeah, I think it um, turned out to be quite a, quite a business in the end. <laughs> a good experience. Well, exactly. tr transferring your hobby um, into your business, um, truly entrepreneurial mind. Uh, Evelosa, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much.